First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. All right, beautiful. <laughs> Andrew, lead us in. Me? Okay. All right, hey everyone, welcome to this week's <laughs> episode of the official podcast. Jackson here. I'm very excited this week because we have a very special guest with us right from Japan, possibly our first guest from Japan. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I feel like it's probably correct. Uh, Chris from Abroad in Japan, how's it going? Good evening, lads. Good to, uh, good to be with you all today from North Japan. I'm proud to be the first and only guest from Japan so far. That's, that's a delight. Yeah, Thank that's you for having it. me on. We can't have any more people from Japan on the show. Yeah, no, we really got on. He, he, he speaks for them all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chris, I, I hope you can spend the following hour dashing all of our hopes of Japan being oh, this yeah. paradise that we all want to see and how they treat, mistreat you for being a gaijin <laughs> and how anime culture misrepresents Japan. Oh, good girl. We're going to go down that rabbit hole, are we? Oh, we're going to go down that dark rabbit hole. That's the reason we brought you on the show, let's yeah. be honest. We don't want to be excited for yeah. anything, please. <laughs> Fact-checking anime. I'll do my best to spill all the goss on Japan, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Don't you worry. Beautiful. Thank you. All right, go ahead and start. What's the worst thing about Japan? <laughs> the worst thing about Japan? Mm-hmm. Probably the, the love hotels, to be honest. They really? sound good, but they're not. Really? Are you familiar with <laughs> the concept? Of, yeah, really. Are you familiar with the concept of a love hotel? Yeah. You know what they are? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you go in and you pay like fifty dollars and you get like a what looks like a nice room for fifty bucks. You get it for one night and it comes all sorts of cool stuff like a nice bed, nice karaoke, sometimes a jacuzzi. But often they're really dirty and scummy and unpleasant. And uh, the worst night's sleep I ever had was in a love hotel. I woke up and there was just a cockroach walking across my oh. pillow oh, yeah, out there yeah. and then to never go in a love hotel again yeah. I don't so think you're not meant to be sleeping at love hotels right <laughs> i yeah i mean i'm not yeah i'm gonna dig myself a hole there but uh <laughs> yeah I, I it was it was unpleasant but uh no i suppose they're all right i suppose love hotels aren't that bad that isn't the worst thing about japan just be careful which love hotel you find yourself in particularly the ones in shibuya in tokyo have any of you guys actually been to japan like how much do you know about the country. No, we uh, wanted to, no. but then... But spiritually. No, we, we, all, we all wanted to. We even had plans to go as a group, but then your neighbors, China, decided to just release a virus and put all the travel <laughs> on hold. So we can't. Yeah, really we, we do want to, though. It was a real shit show. I had so many people coming over last year. I think PewDiePie was supposed to move to Japan last year as well, but didn't as a result. But, uh, yeah, I mean, still make sure you come over, though. Like, There's a lot to see and a lot oh, to yeah. do, and it's mm-hmm. a pretty awesome country when, so, it, when all the dust settles eventually. Yeah, we're still, we're still definitely planning on coming over once, uh, yeah. once coronavirus mm-hmm. ends. So would you agree then? Desired destination. Would you agree then on that sentiment where it's like Japan is kind of a wonderland? Where just all the things that people say about it are right and true, and there is just a whole bunch of great shit, a lot of advanced technology. 
Do you think that rings I mean, true it, for it? It's not that technologically advanced. It's not as as like super duper technical technologically advanced as people think because they still use fax machines for God's sake. I mean, oh, I don't even know what they gosh. are. Fax yeah. machines. They are phased out in like the nineties in the UK, but they still use them every day here. Um, Maybe they're really high tech. Fax this machines, is the gas. <laughs> Japan remember, is not the paradise we think it is. I mean, it's it's. I think it is maybe the closest to a utopian society there might be in the world, and that's a bold statement. But it gets a lot of things right. I remember my like first year living in Japan. I was in Starbucks, like editing a video, and I really wanted to go to the toilet. And I was like, shit, I've got to close down my laptop, put it all in my bag and my wallet and my phone, or I could just go to the loo and leave it all there on the table. Now, I would never have done that in the UK. I would have like locked it away in a bag, shoved mm. it in a safe, then gone to the toilet. But because it's Japan, I was able to leave all my stuff on the table, go to the loo, come back, and it was all there. And things like that are nice. You never have to look over your shoulder in Japan. Crime is pretty low. And it gets a lot of things right like that. Yeah. And everything seems to so, work. So going on that kind of tangent, though, um, Japan's... Mm population diversity i mean they're like 98 percent japanese you don't ever feel mm, kind of mm. maybe discriminated against or nothing negative from you being a foreigner in that way then have they ever been racist to you yeah Please Please say yes. <laughs> we're going straight in straight in the deep end yeah. i want to hear the worst because because everyone everyone who goes to japan and especially people who make vlogs they're always like oh it's great and here's the cultural differences but mm, i don't mm. know how deep they get into the nitty-gritty of like yeah here's what sucks here's what i hated I got you know what I mean? mm. they threw sushi at me they called me a bakagaijin <laughs> they threw sushi at me <laughs> it's honestly I've never experienced any form of racism that's made me feel uncomfortable, wow. which is insane. Like, I'm always on the hunt for it. Like, if I experience <laughs> racism, I'm Discriminate me! Call me slurs, please! I yeah. wait, I long for the day, I thought it would have happened by now, where I could talk about an experience of incredible racism in a YouTube video, but it hasn't happened, and I'm quietly start <laughs> being racist wow. to yourself. The only thing, try to get other people to do it to you. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I racist terms. just bribe yeah. someone to like, punch me in the face. But <laughs> I, the one, I guess actually that's not entirely true. That some one form of discrimination you get is when you rent a place. Like a lot of places in Japan, they don't rent apartments to foreigners, and that's something you got to face. Like I remember when I first moved to Sendai, where I am now. I it took me like two or three attempts to get a place. Like I called up and they were like, oh yeah, yeah, you can you can live here. And then when they discovered I was foreign, they were like, oh, uh, oh no, it's, it's very difficult fuck off and uh, <laughs> that was pretty that was pretty depressing to have that kind of experience yeah but wait why that, that's, that's just because up. I think they don't trust I think a lot of foreigners just run away without paying the bill or something I guess the uh, point like if you're a yeah, Japanese probably. person who owns an apartment and you get 10 people and one of them's foreign you're probably going to do it with you're gonna probably going to rent it out to one of the nine people that are Japanese right it's a bit more uh, it's a bit safer huh. of an option right that's funny so. because uh, we do the exact opposite to expats in uh, Turkey so if you're a really? foreigner like an American wanting to rent a place yeah your landlord's going to be like oh finally someone's not Turkish <laughs> this guy might actually pay he's not going to stink up the place <laughs> he'll if be civilised here. 
if only but i mean that is the the most that is that is kind of the only racism i've really experienced that's made me feel a bit depressed or sad other than that people are pretty nice older people can be a little bit a little bit dodgy um i remember i was in a i was in a waiting room for a train just two days ago and an old man came in and saw me and he i must have been in his favorite seat or something because he kept looking at me and going Like that, and over the period of half an hour while I was waiting for the bullet train, he incrementally got closer to me and kept going. It's like a fucking horror movie, and I wanted to turn around and go, "What are you fucking doing?" But I'm nice. I'm a nice person. I didn't do that. They let anyone. I mean, that is. I guess that's another form. (laughs) Deported for shouting at an old man and giving him a heart attack. But yeah, I guess that's another form. Elderly people can be pretty dodgy sometimes here if you're going to experience racism in japan it's going to be from someone who's over 70 that's all well, I, that, I, that I feel like yeah. that's the same as everywhere yeah. really yeah, absolutely yeah. Yeah. most yeah. racist people are so, generally pretty old so your your natural instinct there on wanting to tell them to fuck off would you say japan has made you kind of more more toned down more socially reserved how has it affected you living there i think yeah i'm less that's a good question i think yeah i I, i'm i'm nicer to put it simply i am more polite to people people are so bloody polite and you feel like you have to join in you don't want to be that dickhead foreigner who turns up and breaks all the rules like (laughs) i think a lot of foreigners come to japan they think i'm gonna rock the boat i'm gonna change things around here and then you pretty much fall into line over the first two years until you become polite but Hmm. it's it's a difficult thing to explain but when you learn the japanese language you're learning the japanese mindset and when you think in a japanese mindset what goes along that with that is the sort of behavior of behavioral patterns and things and uh yeah I, it has mm. made me a nicer person but usually only when i speak japanese when i'm speaking english i'm still a i'm still a dickhead um, <laughs> so when i switch to japanese again. right that's when i become nice that's why i don't do it in my Jekyll videos and Hyde kind of scenario. <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet yeah Jekyll and Hyde, pretty much yeah actually yeah a lot of my friends depending on what language they're speaking if they speak japanese they switch they become way nicer and more polite and then when they switch to English, they could be more outspoken. I feel like in, in Japanese, in Japan, you are more reserved on your opinions. You're not the sort of... It's the complete opposite to like the UK and America, right? Where you sort of walk into a room and you're like, listen, motherfuckers, this is my opinion. This is how <laughs> yeah. it is. And accept that. In Japan, you would never do that. You just sort of nod along and keep your opinions to yourself. So is it a limitation of the Japanese language? Like, is it just how the Japanese language is designed? Or is it something I deeper than that? It's just the way the culture is. It's all about harmony and being a team player and the collectivism. Um, so, yeah, you just sort of fall into line, really. And uh, you don't want to rock the boat. And, yeah, it's, it's been are, weird uh... kind of embracing that personality, that sort of new character. Like, when you come to Japan, you have to almost build a new character uh, because it's really hard to just be yourself and switch to another language. You have to sort of build your whole character around it. Mm. Sounds almost kind of scary, to be honest. It sounds like you completely turn into a different person. A better person. Jekyll and Hyde. No, yeah, a better true. person. Yeah, Formalism is fucking strong there, man. It's crazy. Yeah, right. And I mean, I if I was if I had a kid, which isn't going to happen, I don't think I want kids, but in the event that I did, <laughs> I would probably struggle to raise them in Japan for that reason. Like, Japan raises kids to be part of Japanese society, but it doesn't raise them in a way to adapt to the world, right? I feel like someone raised in Japan would have a hard time leaving Japan and adapting to the so world. So is, um, that, is that English you talking? I don't want a kid, but Japanese <laughs> you is like, yes, yes, I will have a child. Yes, yeah. of course. 
I just don't want children. Having, I was a teacher <laughs> when I first moved here for three years, and that cemented my position on not wanting children. That'll and, do uh, it. Yeah, oh, that'll, do that'll do it, right? Being a teacher for three years. But those are other people's kids. Yours will be different. Yeah, his will be cool. It'll be, it'll be better. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll be yeah. a yeah. skateboard and stuff. Yeah, they'll, they'll smoke yeah. cigarettes yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah. Yours will be with you 24-7, unlike other people's kids. That'll be so much better. I think if you so raised the kids who lived in Japan and the UK, they would grow up to be like a super child because they'd be like they'd have the sort of confidence and adventurous spirit of a British person. Is that I don't know if that's what British people are actually like. Maybe I've made that up. But <laughs> or have that sort be, of confidence or and they'd twatted, be really shy and rude. Either way, <laughs> they could be. Yeah, yeah. But all, and they've got yeah. that sort of that confidence of a British person mixed with the humbleness of a Japanese person. You could have like a super child. So could work. <laughs> Maybe I should reevaluate my strategy. Yeah, have as many children as you can. I might, and then you beat him with a ruler (laughs) if he fails his math exam. (laughs) (laughs) So how true is the whole Japanese youth don't fuck and the birth rate is declining? How true is all that stuff? How true are the stats of the birth rate declining? (laughs) How true are the certifiable figures? (laughs) When was the last time you went to a maternity ward, Chris? (laughs) Have you ever seen a Japanese baby, Chris? Japanese... Japanese people don't date, they just work, they work themselves to death. None of them ever date or, you know, just have fun or romance or love. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, is it just a myth? No, it's pretty true. The work culture is brutal. Like all of my Japanese friends have the most hardcore lifestyles. There isn't like a, a line between work and pleasure in Japan. It's just work and that is all you do. And that is <laughs> that why sucks. I'm very lucky to do this as a YouTuber, right? And uh, sit in my bedroom and make videos. Uh, because I think it'd be difficult to work in a Japanese company. And it, I know a lot of people that do it. And it is tough. Like, you have to do overtime. You often don't get paid for it. Uh, and you become like a real part of the company. Like in the West, when you work for McDonald's, you're just working for McDonald's, right? But if you work for McDonald's in Japan, you become like a part of the company and an extension of the company. And it's a hard thing to explain, but... It's, but do you get the benefits from becoming part of McDonald's? Like, do you get McDonald's stock <laughs> or something? Like, what, what, what are the benefits of becoming part of McDonald's? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you, you know, you get off chicken McNuggets. <laughs> yeah, you get oh, spicy yeah. nuggets once a <laughs> <Yeah>. week. <laughs> I mean, that is a, that is a pretty good benefit. I, uh, but no, like it's no, it's tough. Like, so people have a pretty hardcore work life, uh, have a pretty hardcore work and work culture. So, yeah, people aren't having kids because it's just so bloody stressful. They don't have the disposable income, and it's a real problem. So, yeah, it's got the country's got to sort it out. We need to import more foreigners to to raise the population. Well, they, it sounds um, like they did. They got you in there. You, you don't want kids either anymore. <laughs> you can't win over there. I'm part yeah. of the fucking you problem. Go there, you I? don't want kids. Part of the problem. Well, I might have come, but uh, yeah, it's it's a problem. It's a, the population at the moment, I think it's shrinking. When I arrived, it was 128 million in 2012, and now it's 125 million, and it's forecast oh, to drop below 100 million by, I think, 2050, oh, wow. uh, which is a pretty that's, big decline. That's so. not too bad, though. That's only that's 3 f- million people. Yeah. Uh, 3 million? It's kind of bad. Yeah, did it's you do not, the math? <laughs> Well, no, no, no. The, it's, it, at what it's at now compared oh, to where we got. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the, it, right, yeah, yeah. Allegedly, it seems <laughs> they're going to lose like a fifth of their population. Yeah. <laughs> who's going to pay the pensions there? And that's the real problem. And so, the, yeah, the country's got some serious issues. I don't know what they're going to do. Build some robots, 
Fuck knows, but that's what happens. That always comes work. up, doesn't it? That they're going to make like a robot and it's going to solve the situation. I've seen Asimo the robot and it's it can kick a ball and that is about it. I don't think Asimo or robots are going to save Japan's population. Only no, sex yeah, will do yeah. that. American robots are winning out on them now. We've got fucking Boston Dynamics and shit. They can't yeah, tell us. Yeah. Yeah. trouble. They can, they can dance. But like what? They can be politicians doing. Do do you guys get stimulus checks for having sex or anything? (laughs) What are they doing to solve this? Yeah, what what is the solution, really? I don't know. It's not my field of expertise. I think they do. They do pay people. (laughs) Like they give out money for people to have kids and stuff. That's very nice of them. But then it would have to be a whole lot of money to be worth it because raising a kid takes money. Yeah. So you're not really making money. It's, I, hmm. I mean, for a country that has so many love hotels, you think they'd be able to sort the situation out pretty effectively. But from my experience, the only, re- only reason people go to love hotels is to cheat on their husbands and wives, respectively. So I oh, don't think love wait, hotels are going to save the day either. Shut myself with a foot. <laughs> any scandalous stories you want to tell us? Mm-hmm. God, I've, no, no, I'm not going to dig myself a hole. <laughs> I'm not going down that road. 11.30 in the evening, digging myself a hole, sitting in a room drinking coffee. Okay. I guess my question is, why are the Japanese not ashamed of sake? And why do they export it? You don't why like do they sake? export it? What? Yeah, it sounds like sake Kai doesn't sucks. like sake. Oh, uh, he just yeah, he doesn't like it's sake, horrible. I guess. You're it's not a fan of sake. Inducing. No, man. It's like vodka, but it doesn't have the bites, and I don't know why, but it just it makes me sick. It's too That's smooth, they, which is a weird thing export, to say about alcohol. But They only export the crap sake, though. Like, the good stuff, they keep it here. They don't want to hand that out. They don't want to send the good stuff overseas. You're getting, like, the paint stripper shit <laughs> sent over where you are. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'll agree, like, sake can be a bit hit or miss, but... I did just spend the last day in a sake brewery, like yesterday, and I must admit oh. it was some pretty good shit. It is, it's imagine like it's like vodka that's delicate and refined. I don't know when you when you drink sake, you feel sophisticated, even though you don't have a right to be sophisticated or feel sophisticated, but you feel it. And uh, now nah, sake is good. It's good. Just got to get the right one. Got to get the good shit. Yeah, you gotta try. Okay, it I'll, I'll... Yeah, I recommend I... you some brands. Okay, just, I'm down for that. If you can recommend me some brands, because I guess the ones I had always just felt like I was drinking oil. Like, don't drink gross. the one cup, one cup sake. You get like Seven Eleven, where it's like hundred yen, and it's like a little glass <laughs> cup of sake that tastes like crap. But you have to have it as a yeah, tourist coming to Japan, first time. You you have to drink one cup sake at least once. God forbid. That, Damn, that I really is want a, to go to Japan. There's so many fucking question. things we have Wait, to do. Andrew, do you want to um, talk about honey first? I do, I, I do. Sake's nice, it's great, probably, sure, yeah, <laughs> tasty, whatever. But we, in America, have this amazing product called honey. Mm. And uh, a lot of you out there are thinking, well, I've, I've had honey, it's a delicious sugary snack. No, not that honey. I'm talking about the honey that helps you save money while shopping online. It's a free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it can find directly to your cart. When you're at checkout at tons of different shopping websites, Honey will have a little button that drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds while as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if it finds a working coupon, your price on your cart will 
drop. Boys, I purchased guitar strings recently. I play guitar, Ooh, as you all know. Admit it. I, I did. I, I used honey. Sick fuck. I, I'm sorry. I, I can't keep the secret any longer. I sleep soundly. In fact, I'm a disgusting monster because I go to bed and I go, oh, mm, I'm so comfy save with all this, money. all this money I save. Oh, I, I'm going to fall asleep, not have a nightmare, sleep soundly, not wake up. I can, I'm just confident and ready for tomorrow. And I saved money on those guitar strings. And you can save money on tons of things because Honey has over 17 million members and over $2 billion in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It is literally free and installs in a few seconds. By getting it, you are helping the podcast and helping yourself save money. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash official. That's joinhoney.com slash official. Maybe some sake will have Honey offers. You have no idea until you try it. Joinhoney.com slash official. It's free. There's a whole world of savings out there for you if you use honey. Mm-hmm. That's right. So speaking of honey and sake and all those other things, Chris, what are some unusual foods there in Japan that you've tried and specifically ones you didn't think you would like? Have you heard of sushi? Yeah. <laughs> so sushi, now we're getting wild. I must say, going back to the, the honey ad you just read out, I don't use honey, but now I want to. That is how good oh, that ad reading was. Thank I want you. To get, thank I want you. to get a piece of the action. Thank you. I, I feel I'm always late to these things. Many, many late. years of practice under my belt. Thank you. I still never bought any shares uh, in the last week on GameStop, so I'm kind yeah, of late to everything. And Ooh, Maybe they have a I honey suck. coupon code for them. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of which, though, before you get to the wacky foods, has anyone here gotten into stocks as a result of everything recently? Yeah. Yes, me and Kaya yeah. have been. I have as it. well. I bought AMC stock for the first time yeah, in my life. Me too. So did I. And then it immediately tanked for me. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> like my act of buying AMC stocks completely tanked it. <laughs> and so I, I, I uh, yeah, I feel very I'm late no to the party on it, and it's too late to buy now, right? It's no, late, it's never it? too late. No, 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 no. There's plenty no. of time. Yeah. You, can, you can buy high. There's no problem with that. Yeah, you just got to remember to sell low. <laughs> <laughs> Do not take us as a financial advice disclaimer. <laughs> no, we know we know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, we googled what's no. going on. We read the Reddit mega thread. Yeah, I've no, seen. So, yeah, Reddit told bets. me to buy. Yeah. I, 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 th- I think it's still possible to make money off uh, GME at the moment, just not obviously as yeah, much. Yeah, like as... a couple dollars. <laughs> yeah, not, not, That's not all nearly wanted. as much as you would have been yeah. able to when they bought I it. For like just, yeah, I just still left out not having any shares, so that's the reason. Well, I just want to okay, get in so you should with the crowd. Do... So this was the very first meme stock that I've ever bought. I have other stocks that actually do earn me money, but meme if stock. you really want to like be that. part of this... <laughs> yeah, that's what they call it now. Meme yeah. stocks, viral stocks. Wow. But if you want to be stock. part of it, you should buy like one share if you can afford to lose 300 bucks. Yeah. And you are going to lose it. But if you just want to <laughs> be part of telling Wall Street to go fuck itself, it's yeah, kind of worth the price of admission because this is like an old school 4chan style raid. It felt yeah. like it was very fun on, I don't know if it was Wednesday or Thursday. It's gotten kind of old now. I'm kind of bored of it. But Wednesday, I had a lot of fun just watching the market, watching all of the Wall Street, all the every single like 
every politician who has ever existed shuffling to fucking guns guard for Wall Street and try to protect them. All the corporations, Robin Hood fucking stepping in, banning Ugh. people from buying the stock. Oh, God. It yeah. is interesting. Do you guys Robin do Hood. you guys remember the Occupy Wall Street protests? Mm. Yeah, mm. This, <laughs> this, yeah, this this it was like one thousand times more effective than yeah. that. This is actually uh, doing uh, something. Yeah, this is actually removing money from those hedge funds. Yeah, seventy <laughs> billion dollars they stand to lose. Yep. Jesus Christ. Seventy like billion. Troll- Troll yeah. Reddit capitalists have done more to redistribute <laughs> wealth than every communist who's ever existed. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. It's just all for the sake of a joke. And <laughs> why a GameStop? Like the shittiest fucking <laughs> yeah. little store that's ever existed. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. You could have made it up. Like if you told this story to someone a year ago, they would have been like, "Fuck off! You're lying. This is not going to happen." Yeah. I was going <laughs> to buy like, GameStop, GameStop shares last like, year. Like if you told me that they were okay, in the news the, the, for going down. I regret the it. president of the United States is personally personally gonna step in because of GameStop, because GameStop <laughs> is too successful. <laughs> <laughs> we have to ban GameStop. <laughs> Beautiful. Their power knows no limit. That is amazing. But yeah, but yeah, it's been an interesting week on that front. Yeah, it's been it's pretty a shame wild. that we didn't get in there it's earlier. Been fucking extreme. Yeah. When will it end? Yeah. How long will it go on for, do you think? It'll never stop. The The billionaire's money is ours yeah. now. Yeah. What are we going to do with it all? It'll stop being a fad in a couple weeks, but it'll continue for the people that are actually in it forever. In my experience, Chris, it'll stop as soon as you buy a share and then it'll tank. <laughs> 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 so if you really want to put it into it, go ahead and buy. We'll see a trade. I'll be, I'll be very tempted. I mean, investing this way is just gambling when you think about it's it. Fun. Don't it's, ever, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, it's fun and it's interesting as shit, but don't ever put money into it that you wouldn't want to lose. Yeah. No, it's yeah. like, yeah, right. So there's so many people who are going to be heartbroken, man, in like a week or two. I, I suspect. I know. Because you go on Reddit. Hey, look, credit where credit is due. This is literally the first time ever that Reddit has been fun. Or at least one subreddit has been fun. So kudos to Wall Street bros or Wall Street bets, whatever the, their name is. But you see so many posts on there going, I put all my life savings into GME today. I bought it $350. I'm in, boys. Let's go to the moon. Like, dude, you're you're really gambling. Like, you, you, put, yeah. you put your fucking parents' mortgage in this or something, you're, you're fucked. Yeah, I, I knew, that's that's I knew there wasn't. There likely wasn't going to be like as much money left in it when everyone started talking about it. Like when my parents knew about it, that's when I knew that it had reached like mass. You know, like everyone just knew yeah. about it. So there's not much potential left. It was the same with Bitcoin. Once everyone knows about Bitcoin, like the limits kind of tapped. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. there's there's going to be a few lucky guys who got in on it early who are going to be millionaires out of this, and a whole lot of heartbroken people who try to emulate those people. We're gonna end up with zero dollars in their bank accounts. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. for them. But they were. Oh, I, I know you can still of make movement. money off Bitcoin, but not the same amount of money that you were making. Bitcoin is total is a little different though, because Bitcoin's completely decentralized. So you have like other firms investing in it. I mean, people buy literally hundreds of millions of dollars of Bitcoin like every week. Yeah. So, a little different than stocks, especially in a failing company. But, GameStop um, is not a failing company. Just wait for them to you're roll. right. Funko Pop <laughs> Distributors Incorporated. Sorry. Yeah, baby. But, um, 
Oh, God. But the, the people who are be, looking oh. to do this for long-term investments are the ones who are really going to get fucked. The ones that are like, yeah, baby, it's going to take off and stay there forever. It's like, yeah, I, don't, I, don't th- <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it will. Yeah, no. Get in, get your money, and get out is my advice as a non-financial advisor. Do but. you think the GameStop CEOs are just absolutely bewildered? <laughs> like they, they forgot about their business like years ago. I think like he's scared. Ago. I was, I was yeah. thinking about that. That's got to be awkward as hell, man, because I absolutely believe in like closed doors, you know, a smoky room filled with shady men making decisions to rule the world. There's no way they didn't yank the GameStop CEO's leash, call him in like, what the fuck are you doing? What is going on here? You're losing us money. Stop this. Yeah. And he yeah, doesn't know how under because it's not up to him. <laughs> He's making burner accounts on Reddit <laughs> trying to say stop buying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he can do. That's <laughs> uh, a shame. Anyway, Wait, isn't isn't the GameStop CEO Reggie from Nintendo? What isn't what? he up there now? Well, I thought he got he, he moved not. over what to sort of conspiracy shit. Are you reading? Or is that not true? Yeah, what Reggie? I thought he went to GameStop. No, what? Oh, maybe he was at GameStop before he was at Nintendo. I can't remember. No, he. I don't think he's ever been associated with GameStop ever. He's always been with. He's Nintendo. on the board. Of, he's on the board of directors. Apparently, someone in chat is saying. So he is associated with them. She is in danger of an assassination. <laughs> is what he is. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish Nintendo. I was still at Nintendo. Uh, the CEO is George Sherman. Never heard of him. Yeah, that's Reggie. Yeah, just, yeah. it's a good old yeah, Reggie. Alias. <laughs> alias. <laughs> it's an alias. His business. His business goes by George these days. Yeah, it's, it's he hired all those assassins. He invested in Honestly, a new Honestly, I would name. not be surprised. It's Reggie if with they the, fucking hired the fake John Wick. <laughs> um, I just feel depressed that I'm late to all of these things: yeah, Bitcoin, no, GameStop, Tesla, Amazon, all the bloody stock prices going up like rockets, and I've got nothing. No, do you actively okay. search for new new situations or new potential? Because I mean, I don't. I admit that I don't. So, but I still. No, but get, what like, do you have to keep in mind? We we all feel depressed about. You know, there's the fear of missing out. I missed out. Damn it. I could have been a Tesla millionaire or whatever. But you always yeah. have to keep in mind, there's going to be more and yeah. more and more chances, more and more stuff like this. But that it's, you know, it still stings when you look yeah. at the that guy, the deep fucking value guy. He's bragging about how he made 47 million on Reddit. And you're like, yeah, stick it to the Wall Street guys. Also, I hope you get a brain tumor. You fucking. <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> there's always there's always going to be another big investment. You can't ever stick to the hangups. You always got to move on and look for the next big thing. No, it's impossible to move on. <laughs> it's, it's never going to happen about. again. No one's ever going to make money after this day. It's the last time money will be available. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if Wall Street suddenly decided to like lobby the government to ban money or something to, to ban the poor people to, from buying anything. God, <laughs> the fucking response and then you have is these amazing. People the response is insane and then you have these politicians on twitter and everybody's simping for them like oh yeah you're gonna get this done yeah go after wall street they're owned by wall street if they're gonna regulate anything they're gonna regulate it in wall street's favor they're just gonna fuck you more what are you talking about now they're talking about taxing your earnings even more that's what you get you fucked with the man you fucked with the system literally the house always wins literal fucking stockbrokers going on cnn and other news networks and actually crying and saying we need to halt trading because <laughs> this is devastating. When it's it's 
God, it's just so. Has, good. It, has it had like? Is it is it super uh, like talked about over in Japan? No, nope, nobody knows anything about it here. It's, <laughs> we're on right, right. in Japan. You're left That's out. Right? The country's like a bubble, so things go on like that. You just don't know unless you go on Reddit, which I do occasionally. What's, so. what's the current big news topic in Japan? What are yeah. you seeing and hearing everywhere? I, I mean. It's it's usually something really boring politically. It's nothing ever juicy. There was a, a woman who uh, got caught by the police yesterday with her mum found in a freezer. Like her mum's frozen corpse had been in a freezer for 10 years. Oh, boring. Said, That's it juicy. Exist, Come on. I suppose it's juicy, but it's not, not as juicy as GameStop, is it? You can't make money off her corpse. The corpse of a frozen <laughs> grandmother. Um, <laughs> and also, we had a story the other week of a taxi driver who got mugged off by someone. Uh, a taxi driver in Tokyo drove 500 kilometres at 4am because a customer got in the cab and they said, take me to Totori. And Totori's like this place about six or seven hours away in South Japan. And he was like, are you sure? And she was like, yeah. So he drove for five hours, uh, like 500 kilometres down to South Japan. They got there and he said, well, that'll be 200,000 yen, about $2,000. And she said, I'm not paying. And he was like, what? <laughs> that's the story. And then, he, she went, and then she got handed over to the police. What the fuck? What a dedicated taxi driver. I felt so bad for him. Like a yeah. Japanese taxi yeah, driver. Yeah, I mean, get going money that way. But, but shouldn't, you, shouldn't you take payments before in a situation like that? Like, you're going to pay up front if I'm going to drive you across the Atlantic. To be fair, he did add a, yeah, he kind of shot himself with the foot there, didn't he? You're going to drive for five hours, probably take a down payment. <laughs> or make it sound like a contract or something at that point. <laughs> so those are the stories of the week in Japan. Um, the world's greatest taxi yeah. driver that got mugged off by some stupid woman. And uh, a woman do you who think kept the conversation her mum in the fridge the for 10 years. For like, Lovely, isn't it? For like seven hours, it would have been such an awkward conversation between them if she knew yeah. that she was just going to rip him off. I don't think she planned on it. I don't know her personally, what? but something tells me it was like a spur of the moment thing. I we've feel, all been there. Yeah, I feel, the yeah, I feel like she was like, oh, I, I need to get here, but now I can't pay. So she didn't. And the, curiously, the place she went to in Totori is the only place in Japan where they've got these massive sand dunes. It's called the Totori sand dunes. They look like a desert. And I want to know why she was like wanted to go there. Like, why to the sand dunes? Japan's only kind of like little desert. Why does she want to go there at four o'clock in the morning? Um, legend has it she might have been quite drunk and just stumbled out of a bar, <laughs> got into a taxi, and was like, "Let's go to Totori." And the driver was like, Five "Yeah, hours okay. is enough to sober yeah, up." Yeah, she would have been she sober by the time she got here with her. <laughs> Do you reckon? Yeah, that's like, like, oh, she was she like, oh, "Fuck, what have I done? Yeah. Why have I told the driver to go? <laughs> I'll just go along with it." <laughs> Act like you meant oh. this. <laughs> this, was all, story. this was all planned. Yeah. Well, wait, if she was if she was super drunk or something, maybe she passed out in the taxi and she just forgot and then she woke up at the Tory <laughs> and then had to pay two thousand dollars. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, no, oh, no. All I know is I it would make a solid premise for a film. There's a film waiting to be made there. And I wanna yeah, make that, it. That is that is very <laughs> interesting. <laughs> but it's not that super sp- I think this is called taxi. the hangover. <laughs> pretty much oh what a mug yeah that's not very what spicy patricide and a woman who drove a cab are you kidding me I think, yeah, I think that's juicy bring back video game no. and movie theater stock come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think the fr- I think the freezer death is pretty wild that's pretty insane killed her yeah. mum and stored it in a freezer for 10 years 
it's quite a common thing for parent for people to like uh, put their dead parents in like a freezer or just leave them in a room for ten years in the attic or something. Um, oh wait, she didn't kill. She didn't kill them. She didn't kill. No, she didn't kill her mum. She just died. Um, oh, rather that's than boring. Dead, oh, she stuffed that's her dead. That's so much more boring. Jeez. And the reason wait, why is they that do a crime? Well, like, uh, yeah, I don't know if it is it techni- technically a crime. I think there was a case like this that happened a few years ago and the person that put their parent in the fridge, or freezer, uh, was getting their pension payment. They wanted to get their pension come through. Oh. And I think in this case, oh, okay, this that week, makes sense. she did it because she was worried she was going to get thrown out of the apartment because the apartment uh. had a clause in it that her mum had the contract. How ridiculous so, is that? So oh. her keeping her in the freezer was part of this whole, like, scandal and plot then? Exactly, to keep ah, the apartment. Um, okay. I think it might have just been easier to just declare her mum dead and get a new apartment, it's, but she must have been a fucking good apartment. I'd that's say all I'm that's like 80% as interesting as Nokia stock rising in price. <laughs> At least it's more competitive, yeah. <laughs> and speaking well, of... Uh, I don't know. Speaking of competitive, if you want to get competitive online, you might do some <laughs> some shady back alley deals. And if you're going to start doing those things, well, there's a there's a way to hide your connection. Give yourself some privacy. VPN. What? Layering, putting mm. a layer of protection between yourself and tech juggernauts. That's why <laughs> we would all use ExpressVPN. Mm. Think about how much of your life goes on on the Internet. You wouldn't even know that GameStop was trending if you didn't look at the Internet. You probably can't even listen to this podcast without the internet unless you personally reconstruct the audio file from all of the ones and zeros on your own computer. (laughs) What, are you going to re-record all of our voices yourself like some sort of one-man puppet show? That's insane. Just use the internet, you moron. (laughs) That is is insane. Exactly. Mm. That's why, that's why, voice crack, you can use (laughs) ExpressVPN. Use an ExpressVPN to avoid that. The air is very dry today. That's why you can use ExpressVPN. To grab our podcast or look at GameStop and other stock or do whatever you want on the Internet without slowing down your connection and providing yourself with Mm -hmm. a layer of protection. ExpressVPN is the number one rated VPN by CNET and Wired, and it is so easy to use. You just download the app to your phone or computer, tap the button, and you are protected. You can stop handing your personal data over to Big Tep Monopolies, that mine your activity and sell your information by protecting yourself with the VPN that we all trust. I won't name names, but one of your four handsome hosts here lives in an area where he almost relies on a VPN. And mm. I know that ex- I know that ExpressVPN is the one that he trusts. You can visit expressvpn.com slash official. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash official to get an extra three months for free. Go to ExpressVPN. Sorry, Express. <laughs> it's that dry mountain air. I'm telling you, ExpressVPN.com/slash/official. Right now, learn more. Get three months absolutely for free, and also change your region and watch more shit on Netflix. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things yeah. to do with a VPN. Mm-hmm. It really opens the internet up for you. It really does. It, really it lets does. you learn about what's happening in Japan. Because boy, let me tell you that freezer story. Never would have heard of it. Yeah, I also I'll wouldn't have heard it. I actually got ExpressVPN just last week, so I feel pretty smug now. Oh, nice. I feel very clever because I missed out on Honey, but I've got the second sponsor, <laughs> commercial product. Uh, awesome. I hope I've got the next one. 
whatever it may be, coming up. We'll find out. It's a secret. Yeah. Find out in 15 yeah, minutes. It's a secret. <laughs> Can't wait. No offense, but that, that story doesn't really blow the loafers off my feet. I don't know. I mean, like, compared to someone like Jeffrey Dahmer, who did the exact same thing, except it was men that he All killed. Right. I've got a story in their brains to create zombies. Okay. We've got we've got a guy called the Twitter Killer. Have you heard about this no, guy, the Twitter Killer? No. That sounds like some sound death note shit. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Right, I like it. I like the There's premise. This guy, go. and yeah, I I'm, can't I'm remember like his it. name off the top of my head. We'll just call him Twitter Killer because that's what he's nicknamed. Uh, basically, he was recently sentenced to death for murdering. Uh, I think eight people. Uh, I think eight Ooh. girls, one guy. And what he would do, he Decent would look score. for people on Twitter who wanted to kill themselves, who were suicidal. Um, like he would prowl for people online on Twitter who were suicidal. And then he would message them and sort of say, look, you know, you want to kill yourself, maybe I can help you do it. And then he'd invite them round to their, like, invite them round to his apartment and then he would kill them. He'd like smother them and uh, just He's kill them. He's a man of his word. He's a man of his word. But he was so sentenced the- to death because they say that... Uh, I think he, he said that uh, when they came round, they didn't actually want to die. And there was a kind of like a, a bit of debate over was it ethically oh, wrong okay. to kill these people? Did they actually want to commit suicide? But weirdly, the guy himself That's admitted that when they came to his apartment, they didn't actually want to die. So he basically admitted he admit he, that? to being guilty to, to actually well, murdering no them. Shit. When you invite some 20-something-year-old, like, just emo posting on Twitter, oh, I want to die, my life sucks, and then you actually start choking them, <laughs> well, smothering yeah. them, they fight back, I, I assume. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but like, what Chris That's is saying point. is, why would he admit that, though? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, why would he really help his case? He, yeah, he actually kind of set himself up to go, like, his, he, I think he went against his, against his own defense team. His defense team sort of tried to plead insanity or something, but he sort of said, no, I'm guilty. I did it all. I'm not insane. So, yeah, he said his death now, death by hanging for being this, this Twitter killer. They fucking hung him? They're going to. They're going oh, to. Oh, my God. And it's pretty no, brutal it's, in Japan. That's in Japan, brutal, they yeah. Don't, they don't tell you when they're going to kill you, when they're going to actually do it. So you could be sitting in a jail cell for years at a time, and then one morning they'll literally walk in and be like, right, it's time to die now. Yeah. So you have that. <laughs> That leads into a question I, I, love that. I really wanted to make sure to ask you. So from what I've seen and what I've read and everything that we've talked about on the podcast, the Japanese legal system is fucking terrifying. And especially yeah, if you're be. a foreigner, because they just don't give a shit. They will fuck you over immensely. They can hold you in jail for what, like three weeks without any reason at all. And that's just totally <sighs> legal. Yeah. So guilty to how be, yeah, guilty how, before being proven innocent. How realistically yeah. afraid of that kind of stuff are you? Or how much do you need to be kind of aware to prevent things from happening? Wait, that's, that's actually a question. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I first found out about out it in my first year i was like wait a minute what because you know japan's the perfect country no crime everything's magical the trains are on time but by the way you can be proven like you could, you could be guilty before you're proven innocent right you could be sort of dragged off and uh, taken so to a cell so and left different there. after all <laughs> yeah. yeah and the way this came up like two years ago what do you think it is ago, perfect it's not perfect now, is it? But like the uh, one of the <laughs> most successful foreign CEOs living in Japan, Carlos Ghosn. I don't know if you heard of him. He was the CEO, like the chairman of Nissan, and he was this untouchable foreign businessman, this incredible, impeachable like figure who couldn't be touched. And then one day, yeah, they arrested him um, on some rather dubious charges and put him in a jail cell for a year. And every time they let him out, uh, it's his sort of time 
ran out and he was able to go free. They arrested him literally on the steps of the <laughs> prison oh, took man. him back in once it's again. It's like a bad joke. <laughs> and You're then, free. Yeah. You can Arrest go now. See you later. Oh, by the, and then, yeah, there's police waiting on the stairs of the jail, waiting to take him back in on another <laughs> charge. Uh, in the end, he mm. smuggled himself out of the country in like a cello case and uh, it was a rather big scandal two years ago. He got in a cello case and managed to smuggle himself out of Japan. Uh, which pissed impressive. off a lot of people. That, that's like some um, Looney Tunes shit. <laughs> there really is. <laughs> right? Do you, do you think yeah. that like every, as he's walking out of the jail like cell that. for the seventh time, he just shrugs and he's like, all right, guys, you, you got me again. Time. Let's uh, go see, back. Yeah, see? I, that, that, but, I don't know uh, if that's a legal system, though, because as someone who knows a thing or two about oppressive governments, that sounds political. Like somebody in the government mm. wanted to make an example out of this guy for some reason. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, he wanted to do some sort of merger between Nissan and Renault, the uh, French company, and apparently his Japanese colleagues at Nissan were like, "Fuck off, we're gonna let's let's get him done." And so they stitched him up a bit. It's all oh wow, quite an interesting political bit of intrigue there. But uh, it did shine a pretty big light on Japan's rather sketchy legal system, and uh, a lot of foreigners supported him uh, when he fled from justice in a cello case. A lot of people were cheering him on. Well, I was just yeah. amused that this billion, like this, uh, this guy worth like five hundred million dollars, was escaping Japan in a cello case in the back of a plane. Well, it's ridiculous. I still can't believe it happened. <laughs> I still. Uh, before I forget to ask, I just want to immediately get this going before it completely escapes my mind. Arcades are they as cool as like TV and shit makes them look? Are the arcades fucking awesome? Oh yeah, they're fucking amazing. They're, they're amazing. Yeah, you can play anything. That makes you me got so a train happy simulator. An entire train carriage where you can sit in it and pretend you're driving a train. <laughs> oh, Rather better games than that. Really? But wow. Yeah, you've got, it's got everything. Dance, mats. My favourite one's a drum kit where you like play with the drums and stuff. But uh, Mario Kart, you've got that as well. Yeah, they're well cool. Fucking awesome. That makes me so happy to hear. So it's not overhyped? It's not overhyped. I can assure you that is one of the few things uh, that is true about Japan. That is not a myth. The games arcades are fucking amazing. Mean- why does that make you happy, Charlie? You're never going to be there. You don't want to join us <laughs> you in a little group trip. You don't know that, Kaya. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I could go any day like now. If you guys come to Japan, what is the one thing you want to do when you come here? Arcade. Each of you. What is like, top <laughs> yeah. of your list? Five-story arcade, arcade sounds yeah. like a great start. Five-story arcade. Don't they, they have arcades mm. in downtown that are like five stories tall, just floor-to-floor oh, yeah, games? yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I've, I think that's an there's easy. There's a really start. cool retro one. There's a really cool retro one in Tokyo that's just got arcades from like the '80s, all sorts of games that were before before my time. Uh, it's like going back, kind of to the 1980s. It's so cool. Um, but yeah, no, they're really good. They, yeah. they match. The I, 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 I'm not all too like massively interested. Well, I, I still am, but there's other aspects of Japan that are more exciting to me than Tokyo. Like, I think I would want to. Um, travel around the like the the less traveled areas. Um, yeah, mm. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just want to see the sights. How poetic! Yeah, yeah. I want to do nice. that too. I agree. Mine, no, mine's gonna sound really gay and boring, but I guess I just want to have that. Like, I want to have. I want to nap under a cherry blossom tree in one of those <laughs> idyllic yeah. scenes you see in you all the promotional an posters. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I've still like, never look, done that. It looks so beautiful. 
why have I done that in eight years? I've got to get, <laughs> I've got a nap beneath a cherry blossom tree. Of all the things I've done, I've climbed Mount Fuji, I've cycled across the entire country for two months, but I've never napped beneath a cherry blossom tree. When we, so all, when we all come to Japan, you can join us, Chris. Yeah, you can yeah. Yeah. yeah you're welcome to join us in the country we'll you live, Chris. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'll gladly show you around. <laughs> Show you the love hotels, the hostess bars. Please. It'll that'd be, be yours. That'd be amazing. Oh, wait. You're going to go I... to the love hotel with us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's going to look weird. <laughs> I... Five men. <laughs> I think Jackson One and room, I will take your finest love hotel. I think Jackson and I, when we were like actually seriously talking about this, considered staying for about a month. So oh, having someone... I want to stay longer now. Yeah. Having someone there who's like really in the shit and also speaks English would... Help us out immensely, so you're more than welcome to tag along for our adventures. We've got a. We'd have to go to some of the themed love hotels. Like they have yeah. some really cool themed ones. Like one of them is like Jurassic Park themed. No. Oh, yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Oh no! Why did you gold. say that? <laughs> You've hit my G spot even yes. before I've. What have you done? You've ruined this episode. <laughs> Is, is there a Mad Max or a John Wick? Is, is there a Star Wars themed one? Can I dress up as a dinosaur? You could dress up as a dinosaur, <laughs> go to town. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be Fuck everything yeah. you want it to be. There's actually a really cool uh, $1 hotel that opened up in Fukuoka, city in the south, and they only charge you $1 a night. But why is that, do you think? What do you have to do? You have to buy to food that that's worth like $30 each you or something. You have to clean up guess. the cum. Is your tongue, is, is that it? Do you become the prostitute? What? Do you become the prostitute? Um, well, actually, kind of, yeah. I guess you do to some extent. So, to stay at this this hotel for a dollar uh, for one night, you have to be you have to agree to have your entire stay live streamed to their YouTube channel. That's <laughs> oh, oh, awesome. It goes on the channel, and people can watch you. Holy shit! It's basically, it's basically, YouTube. YouTube. It's basically being a Twitch streamer. Pay a dollar, get, a get famous. I'm fine with that. <laughs> wait, wait, but. Did you say YouTube as a joke or is it some porn site? Because how would you stream sex on YouTube? <laughs> it's it's no, like you just you just you just stay in the hotel. You don't have to have sex. You don't have to do anything crude. <laughs> yeah, but if you, you do have, have sex have, though, yeah, well, I mean you could what do they do? if you wanted to go for it. But uh, yeah, the concept is that this hotel wanted to make money by streaming people staying the night and monetize it through ads and stuff. Whether it's worked or not remains to be seen. But the one dollar hotel. It's certainly a oh, great it's, PR stunt, it's just a normal hotel. It's not a. Love it's a normal hotel. hotel. You just mm, when you in your room oh, sleeping and okay, doing sorry. shit, people have to watch you. Bit weird, isn't it? But are, are people actually watching that? That sounds. I mean, it of sounds interesting, but I couldn't that. imagine actually. Yeah, of course, yeah, absolutely. Of course, they are. One of the first. Oh, just admit, watching people I sleep. It. Though. One of the first live it. streams that ever took off in the history of it was a guy streaming his dad sleeping. And I mean, people would pay to see it. I think it was in Japan, actually. Of course it was. Yeah. Of course it was. <laughs> it was one of the very first ones that got really popular when live streaming was a new concept. And it was a dude who literally, I think it was called Pay a Dollar to Watch My Dad Sleep. <laughs> and he would, every night he would stream his dad sleeping and Surely charge people a dollar to watch it. it. Uh, so it's here's amazing. the catch with the hotel. The good news, somebody posted the article in our chat. The good news is that there is no nudity allowed and neither is any sexual activity oh, or what the website refers to as. Lame. You have to wear a bathing suit in Lame. the shower of the hotel. Like, <laughs> yeah, this got lame. They should have just let you live. They shouldn't even tell you. 
That's quite a big problem in South Korea. <laughs> Fuck yeah. People living cameras up, innit? Yeah, but that's, I'm always concerned about, like, cameras being put in hotel rooms, like, in the air vents and such. I don't know. Yeah, I guess at least they're open, open about it. That's you. nice. Yeah. Well, also, you get a pretty hefty discount. A dollar a night's not bad. <laughs> how, how would you feel about staying in a capsule hotel? Those are scary. Those are scary. Try that. I'd be fine it with is. trying it, but I would prefer other. Are those? Hang on, uh, describe hotels. what it is, though. Is that the ones where you have to sleep in a tiny pod? Yeah. Yeah. yeah effectively, yeah. It's like a little coffin. Yeah. No. If that, if that sounds no. good, a coffin with a TV. What more could you possibly Maybe want? Maybe for $10,000 if you pay me that, because otherwise I'm very claustrophobic. I don't like that at all. Right, I would not don't stay in a capsule hotel. You'll wake up and have a panic attack and smash your head on the ceiling. Oh, <laughs> God. I did have a nightmare Plus the once. privacy and stuff, right? While staying like in one away, I just woke up and smashed my head on the ceiling and uh, <laughs> vowed never to stay in one again. They're pretty, they're pretty good in terms of privacy. You get a little curtain. You can pull that across, though, so people can't see in. But it does get very but hot and you... stuffy. And it's not fun. Can you hear people? Like, can you hear people uh, in the capsules next to you? Uh, yeah, you can. And that is why I don't stay there anymore. Because I remember I stayed at one and, like, people just coming in at, like, 2 a.m. drunk. I stayed at one yeah. in a very touristy area in Tokyo. And I remember loads of British lads just turning up and being like, hey, just woke up everyone. Because it's like a dormitory, right? A dormitory filled with mm. coffins, well-lit coffins with televisions um so yeah i'm sure it's like super popular i think it sounds great super popular with like backpackers and tourists and such and they'd always be drunk pretty much so it'd be loud i would imagine what do you think is what what's the one thing every tourist should avoid if we ever do come to japan What's like something that everybody would tell you? Going to jail in Japan, I think, would be yeah, terrible. Getting arrested. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, don't go to jail. I mean, like, what, what's something that they would promote and try to sell you, but that you shouldn't go for? Not Obviously, don't commit crimes in Japan. So, like, that probably will not play overrated? <laughs> That's a good bloody question. And I think it's just touristy areas, to be honest. I mean, I don't think you're going to end up in jail. Like you said, like uh, I think Charlie said, don't go to jail. It's, I'm still amazed that Logan Paul during his time in Japan, re- left the country relatively unscathed. And, uh, that is never true, got in, yeah. If, like, yeah. if he could get away with the stuff he got away with and uh, not end up in prison, I don't, think, uh, any, I don't think anyone can go to prison in Japan, to be honest. Throwing Pokemon balls at a police officer and getting away with it, that's a pretty impressive act. That is pretty fucking brave. <laughs> <laughs> or filming that reminds me, like, you, you guys have a, a whole suicide forest, right? And yet that's people what, still went to yeah. the Twitter killer? to kill themselves you don't need that yeah. guy cut out the middle man just dang yourself in a forest well it's, i mean uh, yeah that was still rather crazy because i've been to that forest the Alkigahara forest and I, w- I remember when i watched his video and i did watch it god for, for some stupid reason did you leave a I like I, I, <laughs> I saw it and i thought oh fuck because i'd made a video about a year or two before he went and there was something there was a line in his video that made me think he'd watched my video in preparation to go there because there was a quote he said something that sounded very similar to something i'd said uh which made me think he'd watched my video as research and I thought, oh shit, 
this is gonna this is not good i don't want to be a part of this and yeah, it was a real bizarre situation and him doing all that led to me going on japanese tv and basically having to defend oh. all youtubers in the world ever he's like pr representative <laughs> well like you were the like all the japanese firm? media to be honest they weren't as shocked and as outraged as a lot of us in the west were right we we're all like fucking logan paul what a cunt kind of thing but in japan they were like oh that's bad isn't it what a dickhead but they weren't that Kind of, I, I felt like it wasn't that badly received here, as badly as it was overseas. But they brought me onto uh, Japanese TV, onto the biggest morning TV show. They literally came to my apartment, interviewed me, and they were like, "What do you think of Logan Paul?" And I was like, oh, "He's a cunt, isn't he?" But I couldn't say that on Japanese TV, unsurprisingly. So I sort of said, "Oh, he's really bad. What a nasty man. Oh, he's terrible." But most YouTubers aren't like that. We're not all cunts. Very stinky sort of. <laughs> Say that. Uh, seriously, it was a weird situation. <laughs> you should have but, built him up as like the boogeyman of YouTube. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, you should have transcribed him into Japanese. Yeah, folk. exactly. Use him like one of the, uh, <laughs> what are they? I don't remember what they're called in Japanese lore, but like the umbrella girl and stuff like that. The umbrella girl. Oh, right. Yokai? Yeah. Okay? Umbrella girl. Yokai. Thank you. Yokai, yeah, 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 yeah. like spirit figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Logan Paul. I was going to say thank you for being a sane representation of Western people, but at the same time, you should have villainized him. Like, yeah, this is really all about me. He came here just to kill me. He failed. So you to suicide for this. You could have made yourself look like some kind of crazy hero. It was was a weird time because about a week, I think about a week before he did that and made a big fucking stir, I actually released a video called 12 Things Not To Do In Japan, a video I now hate, but a video that's gone on to become my biggest video with 15 million views. And as you can imagine, when that video, about a week later when he did all that, all the comments on the video were, yeah, don't be Logan Paul, don't be Logan Paul. And there's like 25,000 comments on that video and 90% of them are like, (laughs) yeah, point number one, don't be Logan Paul. (laughs) But what he did actually led to a lot of traffic on that video. So... I guess I have to thank him for leading to my most successful video. 12 Things Not to Do in Japan. So Logan Paul doing that was only a good thing for you. (laughs) It sounds sinister and terrible, but yes. So Chris advocates Logan Paul filming the suicide forest. It was only a good thing, only beneficial. (laughs) Chris was a producer on that episode of Logan Paul's Vlogs. He pointed him in the direction of the body. He saw it earlier that day on his walk. (laughs) You you got all the attention and none of the hate. It's all rather sinister, isn't it? But there you go. If you come to Japan, don't be Logan Paul. Don't throw Pokemon balls yeah. or film. Don't be Logan Paul. I bet he doesn't even wear a movement watch. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, fucking loser. If he doesn't wear Terrible. a movement watch, well, I, I don't know if I want to associate with that man because movement watches and their blue light <laughs> glasses and their jewelry and more are 20% off for their Valentine's Day sale. I mean, movement normally features fair prices, unexpected colors, and clean original designs. But now, 20% off? What's a better gift to give to someone this Valentine's Day than something that they'll wear every day and could potentially remind them of you? Valentine's Day is right around the corner, after all. And movement watches even have beautiful packaging, super sleek designs, and our long-lasting classic gifts that are better than flowers. Flowers die in a week? Yeah, okay, they, they smell neat, they look nice, Fuck whatever. Flowers. They don't matter. Movement what, are you going to get your dad flowers? 
Yeah. What the hell? What, Wait, why, why are you going to get your dad for Valentine's Day? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, if you're Valentine's Day, your like, just flowers get the hell out of you. If your Valentine happens to be your dad or someone who wears a watch, or maybe even someone who doesn't wear a watch, you can still get the Valentine's Day savings. We won't ask. If your Valentine happens to be someone, I don't know, maybe maybe unconventional like Kaya, we won't ask. We won't judge you. It doesn't matter. You can get the Valentine's Wait. Day savings regardless <laughs> if you use code VDAY20 at checkout. Code VDAY20 at checkout will help you out but you're going well wait where do i use that code where where do i use that code to get maybe their amazing ever scroll blue light glasses or a watch that i don't have to pay four or five hundred dollars for at the department store well you would use it at mvmt.com slash official that's mvmt.com slash official with code vday20 for 20 percent off including free shipping and free returns you could even buy it for yourself. We won't tell nobody. It could be a big secret. Maybe you don't have a Valentine. That's fine. You'll get it in the future. Get the watch now, though, because it's 20% off. MVMT.com slash official VDay20 for 20% off. Nice watches. I've got like two of them, maybe three, if I check one of my closets, and they are very, very nice. Stylish mm-hmm. and affordable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I want one. What do you Good. think? Like, the flowers. What is the single best thing about Japan? If you had to pick one thing about the entire region, what would you say is the absolute crowning jewel of Japan? Fuck. That is a really big fucking question. I'm so mm-hmm. crap at answering these questions like this. What's, what's the best <laughs> thing? What's the worst thing? And I get asked it a lot. Uh, fuck. Let me, let me think about fuck. that one. Let me let me give me a minute. I'm so let to me think let me one. let me give you some direction if it'll help. What's the one thing you <laughs> let think? Let me tell you what you love in Japan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's, here's a list of good things. Chris, you like one their of wacky game shows. Yeah. No, I, I mean, let me direct the question a bit to get your thinking going. What's the one thing that you think Japan is doing that everywhere else in the world should be doing? Oh, you're just going to ask or, my question again. <laughs> well, no, it's not necessarily his favorite thing, but it's something like yeah. unique to Japan that everywhere else should take after. The taxi drivers don't ask questions. They just drive. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, a nice yeah. one. Like, Wait, do, I, you guys, do you guys not have Uber? No, the taxi lobby is so powerful they don't want it here. They've they've been able to <laughs> tell Uber to fuck off and it hasn't really That that sounds out. like Turkey too. When Uber came to Turkey, a bunch of tax cab drivers like just got together and started banning it and beating the Uber drivers up and then the president's banned it. <laughs> oh my God. Uber is not well received, man. <laughs> it's so great though. You can just choose an option yeah. to for them not to talk to it you. Is. It's so convenient. Yeah. I love that. All right, I thought the best thing about Japan, and it's 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 an all right one, uh, is the service culture. There's a saying here in Japan that customer is God, and you feel almost like a godlike figure when you walk into a shop in Japan. Like I remember when I got my iPhone 8 or 9, whatever it is, uh, I went into the NTT Docomo, the shop, and after we did all the contracts and stuff, they got down on their knees and handed it to me like a dagger, like a sword <laughs> oh. I was going to use to vanquish my fucking enemies. And it was just an iPhone 8. <laughs> and I felt like a fucking king. It was glorious. But like every Does... place you go into, you feel like a king or queen uh, when you're in Japan. Like You feel like a god. And I love that. <laughs> does, it, it's incredible, does it not incredible make you empowering. feel a little bit 
awkward because I think I would feel awkward if no, I definitely play into that. I take it and start knighting the workers there too. Like it just probably take offense to that. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but it has minimum wage teenager who had to go through training to like get on his knees and worship some fat (laughs) fucking neck neck beard (laughs) asshole. (laughs) If he spits on you, you look it up and you say thank you. I think no. I think one of the things is like when you go in a restaurant here, everyone shouts like "Irashimase," or if you leave the restaurant, everyone shouts at you. And often, all the staff in the entire restaurant will like stop what they're doing and shout goodbye or hello, and that can feel a bit intimidating. I remember when I first turned up here, that was kind of scary. Like just leaving the restaurant, if you're trying to be discreet, it's not discreet because everyone in the restaurant turns and they're like, "Bye, see you later, <laughs> have a good one," and it's just like shit. I wanted to leave quietly out the back door. Um, yeah, so okay, that is awkward. Swings and roundabouts, but there's no tipping. That's another good thing about Japan. We don't have to tip here. There's no tips. So restaurants and cafes, dining out is a lot cheaper than say the US or the are UK. They, are they paid we well, don't tip or do they just not get the money? I think they're paid a little bit better, but there's an expectation in Japan. The problem with a tip, right, is uh, you're evaluating someone's service, right? And in Japan, they want their workers to be giving 110 fucking percent every time. They shouldn't have to sort of... They don't want customers to evaluate how good you are at your job because you should always be giving 110 percent. So the tipping thing would actually make it a little bit awkward, if that makes sense. It kind of makes it awkward. Mm -hmm. Um, Do they feel like they're being judged? Exactly, right? It's that whole feeling of being judged. Um, But when you work at a Japanese company, you have to sort of take away a degree of your humanity. Like, it's much, it's far less common to have like banter (laughs) with somebody when you're at a restaurant uh, or a shop. People working at these places have to be quite robotic. They have fixed phrases, they have certain ways of acting. Uh, It's all a bit odd. But again, customers, God, and it can feel kind of cool. I remember after living here for two years, I went back to the UK for the first time. And I remember just trying to talk to all the staff and all the places at the shops because it was exciting to be able to talk to them again, like normal, uh, as people. Because in Japan, you have to be kind of this almost robotic figure. Uh, and it's all rather odd in that, res- in that respect. But yeah, you take the good with the bad. The service quality is good, but a bit of humanity is taken out of the equation, I feel. Was it weird to know- go back to the UK and... They go to a restaurant like, why aren't you guys sucking my balls? What's going on? Why is there <laughs> why no cheers? Why giving me my <laughs> fucking cheese-flavoured crisps on your knees? Why aren't you bending down? Yeah, <laughs> Definitely, yeah, definitely. <laughs> why aren't my Cheetos I, being handed to me like a sword? I didn't realise that tipping was... Uh, I, I guess it's more common than I thought because we don't tip over here in Australia either. I think tipping no, is so only just... in the States and the, the yeah. UK, right? And I, yeah, I, did, I thought it was no. only in the States, to no, be honest. No, it's in the UK too, it was, it was in the UK as well. I mean, I remember the first time I was in the US, uh, like all British people, we have to go to Florida, to uh, oh, Orlando, nice. to nice. Disneyland at least once. And I went, and we went to a place called the House of Pancakes or something. I yeah. don't know if it still exists. Well, I, it's, is it yeah. a thing? I have. Is it good? It's, it's, somehow it's still alive, yeah. House of Wait, Pancakes. Mm-hmm. But like uh, the next table, the table over from us uh, decided not to tip their waitress. And they, and I remember when they walked out, she started crying and it was a really big deal. Aww. And that's when I realised how serious tipping is yeah. in the US. It's, it's, um, not, it's not her being uh, entitled though. It's literally part of their salary. In America, we, right, yeah, underpay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we underpay servers and they're supposed to make that up with tips. Yeah. 
It's honestly, I, I don't get it. It's so fucked. It's extremely fucked. It should be abolished everywhere, but it's it's an old tradition. We just don't let die. I fucking hate but tipping. We, I think tipping we made is, up the short I think tipping we, is we nice. gave her a big tip to make, to try and cheer her up. So nice no, British tourists. Ca- yeah. ca- the difference is tipping, tipping when it's a necessity uh, yeah. or, or, or when it's ne- like needed for them to make no, a livable no, I, wage. I know. That's, I know. that's a negative. But if it's just no, on top I know. of like I, I them think they should be. I think they should be paid a livable wage, but also if, you know, the delivery guy is giving me a pizza and ordered a bunch of fucking shits and it's like yeah, snow yeah, yeah. storming outside, but yeah, I'm going to tip him. It's yeah. it's just a nice thing to do. Like, thank you. It's If, it, <laughs> if I can afford it. The practice yeah, but not giving him that shit. tip shouldn't make him cry. Like, that's... Well, if yeah, they're driven yeah, to the right. point it, where they need those tips. Yeah. Right. That's fucking cruel. They, tipping they should, shouldn't have to rely on the tipping. It should, it should be a profound bonus. Bonus. impact yeah. on me as a nine-year-old British kid in Florida. I remember feeling quite emotional and thinking, "Wow, I should tip people more." Uh, it's just yeah. a rather bizarre situation. And then you went to Japan where tipping is illegal. <laughs> and then there's no tipping here. <laughs> Not or there's no house you of hated pancakes. tipping so much you moved to a country <laughs> that doesn't do it. <laughs> Very true. There's robots. You give them like one yen and they'll, no, ha, ha, I can't accept this. You're insulting me and my ancestry. <laughs> Commit seppuku in front of you. <laughs> God. Jesus. <laughs> no, man, that's, that's, that sucks pay these people just poor fucking people who have to deal most of all like um airline what do they call them the hostesses stewardess stewardesses yeah like waitresses stewardesses dude they they deserve more money than a fucking doctor they deal with way more shit Mm -hmm. i feel bad for them absolutely so chris you probably get this waiter you probably get this question constantly but i'd love for you to bring it to our show what would you say is the weirdest or most bizarre thing you've seen in Japan? I think the hostess bar culture is something I still struggle to wrap my head around. I don't know if you're familiar with it. To be honest, I wasn't really familiar with it before I came to Japan. Uh, this whole nightlife culture. Give a, uh, give a rundown guys for everyone it? listening. Yeah. I only know about no, it through Yakuza games. Oh, is that where you can... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. if you play Yakuza right. games, like you'll know it quite well. Like You go in a hostess bar... <laughs> And you're treated like a king and you go in, there's lots of women and it's, you sit down and they'll sit next to you in your group. You're, often you're going with a group of people, your salary men, colleagues, whatever, um, and they'll sit down with you and they'll pour you whiskey, they'll light your cigarettes and they'll kind of massage your ego, make you feel like a king and then they'll make you do karaoke for extortionate periods of time. And just, it's just, <laughs> it's quite a surreal situation just having like two girls sitting around you pouring your whiskey, putting microphones in your face, lighting your cigarettes. I remember the first few times I did it, I was like, oh, this is quite good. But then you have the same sort of superficial <laughs> conversations and it feels a bit weird and there's a real superficial nature to it because the girls, who are very good at it, they're very skilled, they do often just ask you the same questions and it just feels a bit weird. Coming from the UK, to have to pay quite a lot of money, we know, we're talking as much as $30, $40 an hour, $30, $40 an hour for this bespoke service um yeah it just feels like you're just paying for friendship you're paying for somebody to talk to you but in the town where i used to live when i first got here in yamagata prefecture in the north that was all there is there's no fucking nightclubs you go out to a restaurant you have a drink and then you go to one of these hostess clubs and you sit there and you have three or four girls sit around you and tell you you're amazing and tell you you're the best (laughs) thing since harry potter and fish and chips and they'll reel off every fucking thing they know about the uk and they're like wow you're harry potter (laughs) 
wow, fish and chips, wow, the Beatles. And those are the three things that they always bring up about the UK. So depending on what country <laughs> you're from, I don't know what they would say for America. Hamburgers? I thought normally they barred foreigners from doing it. No, 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 that's a common misconception. That's never happened oh, to wow. me. Honestly, that's if you hear that, that's bollocks. I've never been anywhere where they haven't let me in. Um, the only place they do that is like in touristy areas where they get loads of tourists and they've got like a little gentleman's club or something of locals and they just don't want foreign tourists just coming in and crashing so, a nice little quiet bar. But so that's how not, much, that doesn't uh, really happen. How much English do they speak then? Like, I, I, I don't know. I got the misconception. I watched a documentary on this a while ago and I thought they were very, very much just like a Japanese culture thing. So like they're not going to speak English or cater to tourists. It was very much like... Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I get all of I my mean, Jap- Japan lore from Andrew, so now I feel like all of it's wrong. So <laughs> a- Andrew said if I ever go to Japan. No, like people, people here don't speak English that well. The grammar's just so different from Japanese. Um, mm-hmm. But they will try. And if you go to a bar... Uh, if you go to a bar and drink with people, it really opens up. Like people here, after they've had a couple of drinks, they'll just talk so much English. It won't be the most grammatically accurate English, but they'll try and they'll have a laugh. You just need to give them a couple of beers and it all kind of unlocks it. It unlocks the English. So, um, but no, like, yeah, it's plenty of English around. What about tattoos? Andrew always says if I go, I'm going to get like in trouble because of my tattoos. Is tattoos like a strictly Yakuza thing or is Andrew still misled by video I games? Never, you're exaggerating. It was you definitely not. That. I wasn't saying you were going to get beaten in the streets. I'm saying there are some bathhouses <laughs> that won't let you in. That's all. All right. That is... That is kind of accurate. Hey, uh, yeah, hey, I'll oh, take wow. it. Because of the association uh, with tattoos and the Yakuza, it can be a little bit tricky to go into like a hot spring or like a public bathhouse. They can be a little bit dodgy about that. Um, and Our... I think your tattoos in particular, Charlie, might be a little bit difficult to cover up uh, <laughs> because a lot of people can sort of hide them. But oh, yours God. are quite so really, visible on your arm, are aren't they? Are tattoos so. culturally looked down on or just accepted as a Yakuza thing? It's weird. I think a lot like of people... If you, if you just did the Western trashy, oh, I'm going to get a tramp stamp, like, that's not acceptable. <laughs> your mum's name on you. It seems on really outdated, doesn't it? Because obviously, if you're coming from the UK a or little. the US, Australia, you're not going to be in the Yakuza. So it's always felt a little bit weird. Um, so, yeah, it's just those historic connotations, I think. Those kind of well, historic why not? context. I played it's, Yakuza. Yeah, I can wait. do it. I know how yeah. it works. Andrew knows how to peddle drugs. <laughs> you don't know us. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Chris, do the Yakuza still exist in any capacity? They do, but their numbers are pretty heavily diminished. They're not really do you, around do much. Do you know any? Um, Not personally, no. I don't really have are any you friends who are in the Yakuza. Oh. I'm not in the Yakuza. That's a just what Yakuza a man member. would say if he was in the Yakuza. Damn it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on to you. They do exist, but... Uh, the old government had a clamp down on them and their numbers have really gone down. Like, there's just a lot of Yakis that just really don't see the point of being in it anymore because it's just too difficult to live. Uh, so, yeah, they kind of disappeared <laughs> did they, did and they faded at all away. Get, did they at all get, like, desperate in their dwindling numbers? Did they start doing crazier shit, recruiting Fortnite what? gamers or something to get their numbers up? <laughs> I remember at one time... I had to cancel a hotel booking because there was a shooting in Shinjuku, Tokyo, just out the front. Uh, I was going on a date at the hotel and uh, nice. I had to cancel it because I was like, sorry, I can't go to the hotel with you because someone just got shot out the front. Uh, but it's pretty rare. No, it is pretty rare. Cancel the date for that? You're not cancel a date at all. 
I felt like yeah. having a shooting isn't a good background for a date. Could have been a really cool story, though. Like, yeah, he was there for me, but I got him first. Kind of like what Kaya said initially with Logan Paul. Should, should have used it as an excuse. Yeah, they just blew some guy's brains out at the reception. Why not come over to my place instead? <laughs> no blood and gore here. Smooth. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the tattoo thing, I think it'd be all right. Just if you go into some hot springs or something, or a bath, a lot of them might just say no. Um, but you could just go in anyway and break all the rules. The odds oh, are they yeah. won't call you out. So they'll, they'll, I have a lot of friends that just don't care. They'll uh, like that. They'll be down on their hands and knees worshipping you as you break their rules. <laughs> <laughs> finally, after, some after a thousand years, someone finally does it. <laughs> the prophecy. So you brought up bathhouses. That's another thing I wanted to ask about. Like in anime and stuff, you see yeah, everyone. Naked, you have to yeah, get. you see everyone like bathing together. Like everyone's naked around each other. Is that super common? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. I I like did that two or three days ago. Like every uh, a lot of towns have like public bathhouses, and a lot of uh, accommodation in Japan has like a bath, like an onsen, hot spring. And you typically go there like after you've had dinner, nice dinner, whatever, you'll pop in there and you'll just sit there naked. And it sounds weird, potentially, and it was weird the first few times I did it, but after a while, it's bloody nice. Like There's something quite therapeutic and relaxing about just sitting there naked with some friends, having a chat in a hot spring. It's bloody beautiful. Most people love so it. Do- like That is the one thing you've got to do if you come to Japan. You've got to go to a hot spring. And if you do have tattoos and it's difficult, just rent somewhere that has its own private like hot spring bath in it. And that is a pretty good solution. So, are, sorry, are, are people who have tattoos just considered like Badasses. dangerous bikers yeah. in Japan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like rebellious Here's a tattoo. Bad Ooh. boy figures. Wow. They're the ones that have tattoos. God, is that a clock on his chest? Holy Damn, fuck, okay. this guy means business. <laughs> I, I should get one of those corny uh what is it called tribal tattoos on my shoulder before yeah. i go to japan get just a, for the street get, get a skull tattoo <laughs> on fire on your elbow or something <laughs> but to, don't commit get, get one of those what do you call them the ones that you just wipe off you like the uh oh um, the temporary yeah a tattoo sleeve <laughs> yeah. one of those yeah. corny ones too like yeah i love guns and Fireworks, what of it? I'm American. <laughs> Skull and bones. Guns and fireworks. <laughs> what a combo. Whatever. Guns and fireworks. That sounds like the name of a really shit indie band, doesn't it? Guns awesome, and fireworks. What an awesome Just the American pastime. Fuck I it. love cheeseburgers so, and boom booms. So, <laughs> gun, sex, and rock and roll because I'm a Republican. Yeah, stars and stripes. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how do the japanese view nudity then is it just it's just something that doesn't even register on their on their radars they don't care. it's weird because people aren't really allowed to wear like reveal it well they are allowed but people don't wear revealing clothes in public right like we have in the west mm. where people you know girls and guys just yeah. wear whatever they want Bikinis. and show all the flesh that doesn't yeah. really happen here people don't show off their flesh in public and stuff it's only public bathhouses and hot springs so and it's, I a, it's assume a weird that thing the bathhouses they're like sex segregated i assume they are but some of them are some of them are mixed gender and that could be a little bit awkward i for my experience so i, I try and avoid those oh. but it's just a bit odd <laughs> Yeah, that would suck. Take a first date, though. <laughs> God, yeah. 
Well, I just remember going in with my girlfriend once and there were just like three guys in the corner just staring at her. And I was like, why is this a thing? Uh, this is a shit idea. We left quite promptly at the time. That is a weird know, idea. Right? It's fucking weird. Um, so yeah, I would have warded them off with defense tactics. I would have like spread my anus and walked towards them and shit. <laughs> Slapped your cock against yeah. the water. Got an yeah. erection while looking at them. your balls. It challenged yeah. into a fight by splashing your cock around. <laughs> oh God. Switch it up on them, just start having sex, and then they're the cocks. Oh, they're yeah. watching you. <laughs> that is something you've got to do when you come to Japan. Have You're sex be with your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> In a mixed onsen. Break well, yeah. all the rules. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? So what's something that... Be... Go ahead, Kyle. No, sorry, you go ahead. I was going to say it would be so fucking awkward if the five of us are in a bathhouse naked. <laughs> do a I'd podcast episode from it. Oh, we could. We should yeah, have yeah, do a yeah, podcast yeah. with our dicks out. Yeah, you <laughs> fuck yeah. That'd be great. It's it sounds no. like weird and creepy, but the the awkwardness like disappears very quickly, from my experience anyway. Yeah. But it is a little bit no. awkward the first few minutes, just having your dick Wouldn't out in front you, of all your friends. Uh, yeah, but it goes away. Your dick shrivel up, or is it like hot, is the water warm enough where you don't? The water's very hot, kind of so it doesn't happen. Okay, yes, cool. it's like forty five degrees Celsius, so it's pretty hot. Actually, no, it's more than that. It's Holy fifty, shit. I think. So, well, yeah, Jesus, okay. wow. So yeah, Chris, you got to shrivel up. What is uh what's something that Japan's doing right now that the rest of the world doesn't even know about? Like do they have any fads that are interesting or anything that they're super into that people don't really talk about? What do you see on the streets of Tokyo? On the streets of Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Not a whole lot at the moment because of COVID, unfortunately. Well uh, yeah. it's probably the worst expression I could have used, but you know what I mean. Oh no, I've, I've recently discovered an interesting topic that I'm thinking about making a video on called Johatsu, which means evaporation. And it's a thing <laughs> where people just up sticks and disappear in the night. Uh, so say you decided you hate your life, uh, you get this company in, like a Johatsu evaporation company, and they'll come in and they'll do all the... Everything, all the paperwork, they'll do everything you need to to just disappear and fuck off and go. And, t- and all your friends and family wow. won't know... Where you've gone, what's happened? That's that that is not at all what I expected. Them. I thought the Japanese were just super interested in watching things evaporate, pour water <laughs> on the ground, and just watch it. You call the vacuum company, you it say is, you need yeah, a replacement like part for a vacuum, whatever the ho- the hose number 447, yeah, the and then you pay $200,000 and he makes it disappear. That's a thing yeah, in how Japan? Do you, how do you know they're not killing people? Or well, how do you know they're not killing people? <laughs> I, it's 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 a curious thing, but like there's so much social social pressure for people here, right? Letting down your family, your friends, whatnot. Right. Uh, people get really embarrassed, and there's a lot of shame. And one easy way out is to spend two grand to get a company to come in, tidy up all your apartment, pour your stuff at the back of a lorry, and fuck off to the other side of the country and start all over again with a new identity. And yeah, it's it's a really interesting phenomenon. And uh, I'd love to make a video on it and actually interview some people. But uh, uh, I know a friend Maybe of mine, you his hire brother them did for it actually. Dollars and get disappeared and like document <laughs> yeah, I should the do entire it. process. I could do it and make a vlog yeah. about it and completely be completely redundant, wouldn't it? Because I'll be showing everyone what I'm doing. But I think it'd be quite fun. But yeah, no, one of my friends did it. A good friend of mine, his brother, just disappeared one day, and that was it. He was gone. 
And then about 10 years later, he resurfaced in a massive city, the other side of Japan. And he was like, all right, I'm over here now. And he was like, what the fuck? Why did you just go? And it's so weird, like that concept, this concept. I love the, I just love the way it's called evaporation. It's kind of yeah. sounds quite chilling, doesn't it? It's Evaporating really cool, into the actually. Night. I think that is fucking awesome. Do you want to evaporate? No, not at all. But I just love the idea <laughs> that it's out there. It's so fucking cool to think about that. And it's a legitimate, like, professional service. Like, they actually do it, you know. It's not some sort of shady, Breaking Bad character. It's an actual company that'll do it for you, which I think's bonkers. I can't also, believe they're actually able to pull it off. That's what's insane to me. Like, yeah. because our lives are so, like, online and such, like, you, all your information is out there. Your identity Well, I think the company kind of takes care of all that for you. They make sure, like, you're completely wiped off the map. You're gone into the night. And wow. they do it at night, typically, so... Yeah, evaporation. Yeah, but the the government has to be allowing this. There's no way that that this can happen against the government's will. I think in Japan, there's it's very difficult to get the government to help you out with such matters on like privacy and stuff. Like if you want to find out where someone is, you're not allowed to go into the government records or something. Like it's pretty hardcore here. Um, okay, but what so, about like tax? No, and right. Stuff? But if you were say the girl or the guy who was killing people on Twitter, the suicidal people. If he wanted to vanish, there's no way the Japanese government would allow that, right? Even if the company wanted to try that, they'd find him. Probably, in that case, because he committed a crime, they might be able to, you know, do some certain yeah, things but- to get around it. But for the most part, they can't. If someone just disappears, like if I choose to disappear tomorrow and I haven't committed a crime, there's nothing anybody can do to, to find me, basically. I can just go. But, but the evaporation company would still, I assume, have your customer records, like records of... You yeah, but how would you them? know which evaporation company? Say my friend is like, yeah, shit, true. where's Chris gone? They're not going to know which company I used or where I went, and the company's never going to tell them. So it's a pretty effective service, really. It's pretty damn effective. It's sounding more and more tempting by the minute. Japan. Kind of want to do it now. Yeah. I do it for a laugh. <laughs> That's, That's what I'm That's super interesting. <laughs> On a disappearance, start a new podcast in Japan under an anonymous name. <laughs> Just start a new YouTube channel like Dave in Japan and wear a wig and a silly fucking face mask. Change my voice. I'll be another Turkish guy. I'll, I'll be Hassan. Hakan. <laughs> Was that the guy in uh, Street Fighter? Hakan. Yeah, yeah Hakan. So. Yeah. Hakan. <laughs> but there's oh, all sorts fun. of weird services like that like a popular service that's all you always see online is the one where you can hire a family right you can mm-hmm. hire like yeah. a family to just come with you or <laughs> what I've seen that there one. was a story <laughs> there was a story i think just two weeks ago of a guy who you pay to do nothing he'll just come with you to do things he won't you won't do anything he'll just sit there and eat uh but yeah, he'll, you could just pay a guy like twenty dollars an hour, and he'll just come with you and do nothing. Does it's that a, sound into, Does that sound fun? It's a great deal for that guy. He just gets paid to <laughs> sit around and do fucking nothing. Apparently, he's I mean, pretty popular though. Like he'll go along to, like with people who are doing difficult things where they don't want to go alone, like to do contracts and stuff. If he just turns up, I think he'll just sit there fair. quietly, being intimidating. Um, I think that's very fair. That sounds stuff. like Fiverr, where. You guys know what like Fiverr yeah. girls were like, hey, uh, pay me five bucks and I'll play Overwatch with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, okay. If, if there's men willing to pay for that, fair enough. It's like an under... It sounds like in Japan that has become officialized to the level of a John Wick universe where you can hire a person to do anything, <laughs> anything. for you with a gold coin. 
Yeah. I mean, he costs, I think, what does he cost? He costs 10,000 yen, which is about, what, $100? He's 37 years old. His name's Shoji Morimoto. And he will not do anything except eat, drink, and give a simple response. That is all he does. <laughs> a simple response. It's like I, I quit the podcast. <laughs> I have a new job. <laughs> I like awesome. that. <laughs> I really like that. It's way better. Like to sell himself on Twitter. I'll drink high shelf sake and say <laughs> yes or no. <laughs> he's, he's, to sell himself on Twitter, he's written, I offer myself for rent as a person who does nothing. Is it difficult for you to enter a shop on your own? Are you missing a player on your team? Do you need someone to keep a place for you in a queue? I can't do anything except easy things. Uh, and I think he's had, uh, since he launched his services in 2018, he's had 3,000 clients. Holy so he's probably shit. I really for like a man this that guy. doesn't do anything, he's successful. Yeah, I think this is to- awesome. I'd hire he's him. Been hired. He's been hired to have lunch. He's been hired to pose for photographs for Instagram, accompany someone filing for divorce, or catch butterflies in the park, and also to listen <laughs> to health healthcare workers struggling with their work. I love this. Quite I love thing. this. Quite nice. I, I unironically think this is awesome. I think we need we more need people to, to do yeah, this. this. Is all, I unironically want to be that guy. How do I quit this job and get that one? <laughs> You have to learn it's Japanese. Talking, about, talking about dicks and farts on a on a, into a microphone. How do I catch butterflies under a cherry blossom tree? That sounds heavenly. <laughs> it does sound good. But yeah, we all need a Shoji Morimoto. I'd love to hire Fuck him. Yeah. If, if ever I need uh, some content for my we, YouTube channel, I'll just hire him. We should Bring hire him, for, him for the podcast and just have him chime in every yeah. so often. Oh, yeah. Only ask Does him really simple English? questions. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you agree, Shori? Does he know the English words yes and no? <laughs> We could teach I don't him. know if he knows any English, but we could try. Damn it. We, we could teach him. If he can teach him English. He could give a simple response in English. <laughs> you could be it the translator. It doesn't have to be English either. We could just ask him something and just wait to hear his Japanese and assume he agreed. <laughs> it's not going to work for an hour. <laughs> it's good enough. But, like, I think it's kind of sad. I mean, it sounds funny and cool, but, like, the main reason people rent him is because they're bored or lonely. And yeah, in Japanese yeah. culture, like, the reason these services exist, like hostess bars where you pay girls to talk to you, is because there's a lot of obligations, right? And having friends, you don't want to burden your friends with these problems. So people turn to these sort of services to help them out and get around that feeling of obligation, right? And that sense of guilt and shame that accompanies it. Uh, it's just easier to pay for someone to, who you don't know to sit and listen to you or... Uh, pour your whiskey or whatever so it's it's a really interesting thing um that's very hard to wrap your head around unless you kind of understand the way japanese culture works and the sense of guilt and shame that accompanies a lot of day-to-day uh kind of aspects of your life yeah i guess that is fucking sad not for him yeah, definitely He's making a lot rich. of money but definitely not for three thousand clients yeah, that is hundred dollars well, he to feel the same does he have his own, like, uh, whatever the equivalent is of his own? Patreon. Yeah, like, who does listens he have, to does him he, and provides simple responses? <laughs> <laughs> the cycle so will maybe never end. Maybe he's super lonely. It's a sort of chicken and egg philosophical question, yeah. isn't it? It's sad. All right, we hmm. should probably wrap this one up, right? I have three, yeah. three questions that were uh, brought up to me. Uh, what do you miss about the UK? Chris, do you miss anything about the UK? Pubs Pubs and sausages. They don't exist here. Or bacon. (laughs) No fucking bacon. They don't have sausages. No cheese. They're rubbish. They're not cheese. Yeah, they don't have any. Yeah. 
store for yeah, no cheese, bacon, have... or sausages, why? or pubs. So I miss those four things. Those are the, those are the holy why, four. Why no cheese? Why no cheese? Lactose intolerant. People here can't handle cheese or milk. Oh. They get really bloated and, yeah, it doesn't work. It's bad. Like my I looked that up friend. the other day. That's true. Like uh, Asian people are more susceptible to lactose intolerance, which really sucks for them, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Drinking milk never really took off here thousands of years ago, so they haven't adapted to it. Like I remember well, uh, a Japanese friend well. came to London to visit me. And on the uh, on the night before he left to go back to Tokyo, he ate a cheese board the size of Spain, and he ate all the cheese. And I don't know what he was thinking, but on the plane on the way home, he was just <laughs> sick for like twelve hours nonstop. <laughs> the whole plane must have been drenched in fucking sick. And since then, uh, he's never eaten cheese again. So there you go, lesson learned. <laughs> the great uh, cheese disaster. Second, second of three rapid fire questions. Do you see yourself living in Japan for the rest of your life, or are you going to move on eventually? I see myself here for the foreseeable future. Um, I think what will probably happen is I'll I'll get a house in the UK and I'll just divide my time between Japan and the UK because most of my friends are still like they're here in Japan now. My life and my purpose and everything I do is here in Japan. So the idea of going back to the UK and leaving that behind feels unthinkable and stupid so i think what will happen is i'll end up just dividing my time but half the year in japan half in the uk it's the most likely thing best yeah. of both worlds makes best sense. Of both yeah that's so nice yeah feel like a and... god and eat cheese so yeah, i can feel like a god in japan and then go home <laughs> and eat some fucking cheese in the uk <laughs> live the dream once once the chinese invade japan you can just run to the uk <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I'll let, I'll let Charlie answer, uh, ask the last question, his favorite question, the staple of the podcast. Oh, is it Charlie? the masturbation question? Yeah, is masturbating in Japan <laughs> interesting? Any wild stories? Well, like one of the most famous products in Japan is a tenga. Do you know what a tenga is? I'm guessing like a rubber tenga. pussy. No, tenga eggs. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know them. That's great. Yeah, they, everyone loves them. Here. They're like they're not even like a, a product that people are ashamed of. Like I was in a shop once, and they're next to like the kids' toys, fucking a sea of tengas, and they're like these plastic. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, what, you, you fuck it, basically. It's all rather what, bizarre. Yeah, what are they? Uh, what, it's just like. What is it like? A, oh, it's it's so crazy. Sleeve? One of you, Pocket one of you. Pussy, who, I'll say it for you. Exactly. I can't say that out loud as a Brit. I feel wrong. I can't say yeah, it. But that's exactly they're, they're what it is. They're tiny portable flashlights, basically. Yeah. So a flashlight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh okay. And they're very okay. popular, and everyone uses a one. Sleeve. And <laughs> and I yeah, people give them as gifts. I got one. Uh, what is it? It's like Valentine's Day coming <laughs> nice. up. And somebody's already Aww. given me one. So. <laughs> That's great, isn't it? Someone like a special lady got you one. It's nice, isn't That's, it? Is, is that a diss? Is was that person insulting you? <laughs> I, I think it was a, a very thoughtful gift. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy that. Yeah, you were complaining about not having having a, a flashlight ready for Valentine's Day, so someone got it for you. That's very sweet. <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah. I'm happy for you, Chris. Crack out the tengas. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's that's this episode done. I think we're at time. So, Chris, do you want to tell yeah. everyone, everyone in our audience, where they can find you yeah, and just, what you do online? Just type in, like, Japan into YouTube and a video should come <laughs> up. Uh, just, uh, yeah. Broad Japan YouTube channel. Uh, videos out once every whenever, usually every 10 days or so. And, uh, yeah, the Broad Japan podcast as well. Wednesdays and Sundays, I think. Yeah, 
listen to that but, twice uh, a week Whoa. yeah it's mental I don't know what yeah, we're thinking oh, man crazy Japan really uh, is better than all of us efficiency <laughs> efficiency exactly but uh, yeah check it out Born Japan it's quite good awesome that's, that's man well, really, right. really yeah. appreciated having you on yeah, yeah thanks yeah, for having me on it's been a lot of fun it's been a good laugh Thanks Thank for, for yeah. making time. Thank you for coming. We know it's late for you. It's, uh, it was nice of you to give us your time. Thank you. Take us out, Jackson. All right. Thank you, everyone at home, for listening to us this week. Uh, Patreon.com slash the official podcast if you want bonus episodes. We put up two a month, so go check them out there, Among, uh, as well as other stuff like early access to episodes. A whole bunch of stuff over at Patreon.com slash the official podcast. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. 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 See you Bye. in Japan. See you in Japan.